0: I'm very privileged to be here, and, um, uh, and uh, as always, you know, when you, uh, when you get the call, all sorts of things happen, and, uh, but I got up early today, and uh, I'm here, and I'm very pleased to be here. But it won't be um, exactly about families, um, because when I looked at it, um, it links in, my talk links in very well with what has gone before, so that's okay. Um, I'm looking forward to the following discussions. Um, I think my task is very, very clear. That's what I wanted to say first of all. It's very, very clear that I must. Um, I must. I, I, I think i must the spoke of a wheel. I don't have to be the wheel itself. Um, I have to be as good a spoke as possible because. Throughout the day, we're going to make the wheel. That's one of the key things. I think my main aim, really, is to, is to look at the, the history and the form of negativity, which is going to link in quite well. Um, the use of language, again, which, which um, Nigel um, touched on. Well, he, he did a good job, actually. I was going to touch on it. He's like, he did actually, he did a good job. And a continuing physical and theoretical struggle to, uh, to uh, try and redress both of those sort of issues, really. And I'm going to try and look at it through the themes um, in my um, co-edited book, Black Families um, as a Site of Struggle. And ho- hopefully, you should have that leaflet is, is floating around somewhere. And, and I've got uh, four books with me as well. <coughs> um, well, everyone started off with who, who they are and who am I. I'll go for a list of quick, quick things of who I am, which will add to uh, to what um, Patricia said. I'm a freelance researcher, community activist, consultant, archivist. I'd like to be an archivist and I'm, I'm trying to um, get involved in, sa- in saving black archives, particularly local archives. Uh, I've got interest in uh, education, arts, black families, and other social justice issues. Um, Ex lecturer, as, as, as it was said. Ten years' involvement in supplementary schools in Leeds. That was very rewarding. Um, um, black family researches um, in London with exploring parenthood were now gone bust and the National Step Family Association well, again have all gone down, the, gone, gone down the pan. I was secretary of the Black Men's Forum which was a local forum that was about 10 years ago when the, uh, when the issues of black men were, were, were coming forward to try and link in with, with uh, the issues of black women. A co-editor of the book as I've just said. Now. Um, the recent issues that continue to place black families at the site of struggle has brought me here. That's, those are the... We, we say that the, the riots. I want to take issue with that, that term, to be honest. Um, um, obviously, um, I look to Patricia and Julie, but I, I won't use the term riots. I use... Uh, ri- um, I use the term... Uprising or social uprising. I'm not interested in, in using the term right. It's the, it's the same as saying um, slaves, but I use the term enslaved or enslaved Africans. It's about challenging those words. and. The, the, the historical part is about challenging. You don't have to run with it, you can actually run against it. It's about gangs, it's about what happened with Mark Duggan, it's about people wearing hoodies, it's about the working-class underclass, that was said before. It's this coded message of broken families. And it's not just broken families, it's broken black families. They're feckless. Um, th- that word was mentioned before, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. It's that general black culture and the use of feral, use of feral. Nigel mentioned the use of feral. But that, that I picked up on that straight away the, the idea of feral. That's the first time I, in, in, it, feral has been linked with, with freckless as well. Feckless is another word. The first time I heard feral was, was in terms of using it in terms of, of someone who. I think it was someone in, in um, Australia. No, no, someone in, in Germany who was brought up, who didn't have contact, contact with human beings. And he, it was called a feral child. But now it's being used in this context. I'll come back to feral in a minute. It, so it's feral youth, dysfunctional families. And you've also heard about Starkey and the fact that Bill Bratton from the USA arrived here on 10th of October. What the hell is he going to tell us about what's happening in this country? When we've we've got people who have been dealing with it for years, including one person sitting here, Professor Gus John. Now, selected use of language. The idea of feral. I looked it up. It's the feral, it's it's of animals and plant, existing in a wild state, especially after being domestic or cultivated. It's from the Latin ferus, which means savage, okay. Now, so you've got feral, you've got wild, you've got savage youth. It's it's uncultivated. Uncultivated means that it's outside of the cultivated program of our society. They're outside of our society. You come down the list and feral equals black youth, that's what it equals, feral equals black, black youth. Then you've got freckless, freckless. Freckless is irresponsible and lacking character and determination. So you, 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 again you're outside of the, the, the people who are modest or careful and in thought and everything else. You, you have terms as immigrants. And immigrants we know are equals blacks equal non whites. I don't use the term immigrants, I use the term migrants. Okay. Now let me turn to. Before I, before I go, I, I was going to talk about the 19th century because these things have a history, and it's the history that's brought us here. It's the history that's brought me here. Um, we talk about the mob. The mob um, was. A, um, a riotous a disorderly cloud, the masses, a gang of criminals. The mob were really feared, especially after the French Revolution. It was feared that that, that that mass, that mass would actually, anything about trade union, anything of people coming together, more than five, it was actually feared. And the, idea, the issue of the mob, was was particularly feared, and it was a negative a negative connotation in, in, in the nineteenth uh, century. Then we have the word hooligan, for instance. Hooligan, come on to the word hooligan. I got this book in nineteen eighty nine. It was it was um, it was um, published in nineteen eighty three. It's hooligan hooligan, a history of respectable fears. Jeffrey Pearson, Professor Jeffrey Pearson. He was based at uni- University of um, Bradford. Oh, he's, he's, well, that was a long time ago. He's, he's now at University of Bradford. Yeah. Okay. So what, we, what he's trying to say is that all, he was writing. He was writing about just before the 1981 uprising, and it took four years. But what he's saying is that those fears have a history. Let me just read from it quickly, if I can, because I think it's important, especially since since particularly some of our, our younger, younger um, um, very bright and intelligent people and, and people who look like me, still haven't read the literature, still don't actually, you can see, but you have to go beyond it. You have to go beyond it. Okay. The book came to um, um, come, yeah, but it's also a myth and tradition. The myth of British way of life, according to which after centuries of domestic peace, remember this is in the 80s, the streets of Britain have been suddenly plunged into a natural state of disorder that betrays the stable traditions of the past. What I hope to show by contrast is that real traditions are quite different, that for generations Britain had been plagued by the same fears and problems as today, and that this is something which should require us to reassess the shape of our present difficulties and the prospects for the future. <coughs> Let me just drop, drop down. Hooliganism touches on the nerve of this confusion because, allied to the way in which the British, or I do not I mean English, style themselves as the most orderly nation on earth, when trouble and violence visit the streets as they do, there's a habitual tendency to disown this as un British or un English. It's not playing the games, not crickets, not so forth. At the moment, it's a black people who stand accused of disrupting the peaceful tradition or British way of life. And it has even found necessary to import an American word, mugging, that was when that m- mugging word came in, um, into the rec- recovery in order to describe such an unheard of and un an English crime as street robbery. But the English have been blaming their violence on someone else for a century or more, and in the past street crime and disorderly conduct have been fostered, and o- fostered onto any number of alien influences, street Arabs, Hot-headed, hot-headed ruffians, um, discharged foreign legions, Americanization and so forth. Now, let me just get to the punchline. There isn't a punchline. But it, it is... It is. <laughs> what it, what if, you, if you read the book, what he's trying to say is that... Um, t- there is no golden. There is no go, golden period of peace where, where there wasn't wasn't street robbers and upheavals. During the 1920s and 30s, there were street robberies. That all these things were happening. There were there were people who were who were being throttled, garroted, you know, in, in Victorian um, time. So um, we, we need to we need to. Um, go back. Every, every time something happens today, we'll always look back and see where things come from. So that's the first thing I wanted to get out of the way, in terms of those coded messages and, and the, the languages. Um, in terms of the uh, um, of the book and um, the, the issues around the, the book, the book took three and a half years to, to, uh, to, to work on. There are 15 chapters in there, and we deliberately um, 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 worked on the book looking at social policy, education, music, sports, social exclusion, racism, religion and spirituality. It was to to try and could correct some of this functional f- issues around black families. It, that was very, very deliberate. There was nothing there that could actually do that. If you looked at the literature before that, you could see lots of, lots of um, Americanized American studies. When we put the, the proposal in, and we were trying to turn it around, that's what people wanted us to do. Not just to look at, at the UK. They wanted to look at the whole world. Why don't you look at somewhere else? Why don't you look at uh, the USA? Why don't you look at France? Why don't you look at this? No, we wanted to look at the we, with this tradition here of, 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 of black families, of black people. We wanted to look on what was happening here. So it was, it was deliberate to try and counter some of those issues. And oh, there are 15 authors, all of African... All of African and African Caribbean descent. So they there were literally, we wanted to make sure that those voices are heard. The same as that uh, voices are being heard here today. They actually walk the walk. So there were there were academics, but they also there were also practitioners, but there are also um, um, community activists as well. Um, In chapter two, for instance, we had Dr. Franklin Smith talking about the history and profile of black people in Britain. He went through the whole the old history in terms of the push and pull, what actually got us here. Sometimes people actually believe that it was it was just a question of of people wanting to come here. But it was it was more than that. There was a pull there was a pull issue. There was Enoch Powell, for instance, went to the Caribbean and directly recruited people to, to, to come to the UK and I think To to directly came from um, the Caribbean directly into areas such as uh, transport and nursing. You know, those are there were push pull issues that were happening there. All those things are actually um, stratified and and, and told. (coughs) Um, Bertha Roaching in chapter three talks about the the socialisation of children to cope with a racist world. That's a theme that actually runs through the whole issue. In that. We, we we cannot. It's it's not just a, a question of passing on um, um, the um, the uh, the method of coping in a society. That's what that's what families are about. That's what communities are about. Communities give you the the, um, the the wherewithal to survive in that community. We have to do that. But there's another cutting edge which we have to put on that is how once you step outside the door, that there's, there's going to be racism. You might not see straight away. It's not, it's not a question of actually trying to um, um, burden the, the young person with that. But you tell the stories, you, you, you try and equip them for when, when that happens, they're not knocked back completely, they're not destroyed. That's the issue. We don't want them to be destroyed. We have to give them that, that means to be able to cope with it. Sometimes, sometimes you have to flee. Sometimes you have to you have to stand and fight. But there are there are various stretches that you you, you you have to do. Sometimes the people that look the strongest it's, it is only it is only skin deep. It, 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 means, it means that they, they have not internalized the strength inside, so they might want to react in a, in a very negative way. It's about getting that internal strength in- internally, and, the, and the, the method, the means of trying to, to cope with it. That's 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 what Black families have to do, and that's what we were trying to show in the, in, in the book here. Um, Tracy Reynolds in chapter five was looking at the r- the racialization of mothering, in that some of the the the, the old issue that we had in terms of. Um, uh, Black families have particularly been very frightened of, of approaching um, um, anyone outside of the family because of, because of being blamed for, for not bringing up their children in a particular way. The issue of children being taken away, it's a very, t- it's a very tight line. You want to protect children, but you should also understand that, that um, um, people bring up their children in different ways. Even in the even even within the, the European white community, there are very different different ways of of, of, of coping, of, of, of passing on knowledge, of, of, of talking about what it is that our your community, your family is about. And uh, they were they've always been very fearful that their, their means of their method would always be undermined. Thank you. Uh, Trevor Gordon did a very, very good uh, chapter talking about um, rights of progress, the rights of passage. The rights of progress and rights of passage, it's about get, getting um, access to, to the, the key issues of housing, education, unemployment. Of course, some of those issues are, are, are why people actually um, are on the, on the edge. I wouldn't say they're underclass, but they're on the edge, anyway. Um, my, my particular... Um, Feeling is—it's about talking about self-identity and how you actually try to create that self-identity. How you—it's—if it, I had more time, perhaps in the discussion, b- b- the issue of our self-identity has been been um, been deliberately undermined, um, and then but we have to recreate that self-identity and keep going. Um, so I think that's a that would that should give us some some means of of of. of um, progress in terms of discussion. Those are the key issues I wanted to get across. The idea that it's, it, it has a history, and we are, mustn't forget the history, the, the idea that, that the, the selected use of, of, of language, which, which goes back and forth, and also the issue of trying to um, fight around against it. Um, those, are the, those are the issues I wanted to get across. Thank you very much. Thank you.